Welcome to the Neon Noise Podcast, your home for learning ways to attract more traffic to your website, generate more leads, convert more leads into customers, and build stronger relationships with your customers. And now your hosts, Justin Johnson and Ken Franzen. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Neon Noise Podcast, where we help you decode marketing and sales topics. My name is Justin, and with me, I have my co-host, Ken. What's going on, Justin? Not too much. What's going on with you? Not uh, not a lot here. Just uh, looking forward to chatting a little bit about audiences today. Audiences. Awesome. I don't think that we've talked that much about uh, audiences. It's a exciting topic. We get, uh, we get a lot of common questions all the time on um, how big of an email list do I need to start sending out emails. I have a lot of Facebook friends, but I cannot seem to figure out how to sell to them. What am I doing wrong? How do I use social media to market my business? Ever since we started using social media platforms in email marketing campaigns, there's been a focus and also a big confusion, I think, around building audiences and audience sizes. You know, just should I build an audience? How do I build an audience? What is the value of building an audience? And how big should my audience be? So today, we want to touch on audiences, why we should build one, how large of an audience you need, and just some things that you can do to build your audience. So Ken, why do we even build an audience in the first place? It's a great question. There's a ton of power uh, in in uh, reward that comes in building an audience. Um, this is a collective group of people that want to follow you. They want to engage with you and your brand. They want to hear from you again in the future. They value the things that you say. Uh, building an audience has probably become one of the most powerful things as of recent as a business owner you can do. Um, so many businesses, we hear this all the time, you know, they've, they've grown from word of mouth. I mean, I love to hear that when I'm meeting with clients and say, what, what's some of the main ways, marketing things, advertising things you've done to get to where you are today. And, and word of mouth has been one of the, the biggest components, but that can only take you so far. Yeah. Maybe. It's hard to scale word of mouth. It is. And, but until now, <laughs> this is, this is, you know, is what I want to talk about today is, is how we can actually scale word of mouth. So, um, some of these businesses, they say word of mouth, you know, they have a product or service that people, they know their friends, their family Uh can use. And when they first started that business, uh, those friends and family said, yes, I will buy from you because they want to support their friend or their family member. And the fact is, is they find out you do a damn good job at what you do. And they're extremely right. satisfied with your product or service. So Makes much, sense. so much. Yeah, exactly. So much to the point where they begin telling other people, their friends and family about you. And this mm-hmm. continues and you see business growth. I mean, that's word of mouth in a nutshell, right? Yep. This is pretty much the same thing we see now, but we can scale as much larger using social media platforms and other online tools. There's lots of people on these social media platforms and they 
just like offline, we have groups of friends Mm -hmm. that they share information with. So whenever you influence one of these people, you've created the possibility that they'll pass along that good experience to their group of friends. Right. No, I just said good experience. This does work both ways. So this is gold when (laughs) you do a spectacular job. (laughs) Exactly. On the other hand, if you don't provide quality of work or you have a tendency to uh, maybe get uh, some, some frust, create some frustration, (laughs) you might want to shy away from some of the strategies we're going to talk about. Stay away from social media. Exactly. So Justin, have you ever heard of Kevin Kelly's 1000 true fans? Kevin Kelly's 1000 true fans. I have not. What's that all about? All right. So this is an essay. Uh, Kevin Kelly is the co-founder of wired magazine. Okay. And he wrote this essay back in 2008. Uh, then it was, I think a little bit ahead of his, ahead of its time, not ahead mm-hmm. of his time, but ahead of its time. Um, we'll include a link to this, this essay, but it's, it's, it's a must read. Everyone that's listening to this episode of the neon noise podcast i'd highly recommend that you take it's not a huge essay uh there's actually a a revised version which is where i'll send the link to you that of the original essay that appears in uh, tim ferris's most recently released book tool tools of titans kevin kelly wrote it specifically for that book and so it does a a fantastic job of explaining what i'm about to probably screw up but uh (laughs) the following concept here i won't do it as justice uh but it uh hopefully give you a good snapshot of what you can further learn from that essay but here we go think about it you are going to be creating a group of raving fans that love who you are and what you do right right they're going to tell others about you you and your company um, they're going to develop this loyalty to you and they're apt to purchase from you whatever they have a need for and they're going to do so without questions uh-huh. you hear stories like this all the time about businesses that raise their price we did this at one point in time as well you get this paralyzing fear when you're thinking about raising your pricing you're thinking if i raise my prices all my customers are going to jump ship. They're going to revolt. They're going to ditch me in a second. Right. And sure, some customers are going to do just that. You're going to lose if you raise prices to a noticeable rate. Um, you're going to lose some customer. But in doing so, you identify uh, who your true fans are, who, who your really good customers are, yeah. uh, the ones that truly value <clears throat> the product or service. And th- those are the ones that are going to stay. And they're the customers that you really want as well. They're, they're probably more closely aligned with your target buyer persona. Um, you've, whatever reason, that, that they're a better fit for, for you and your business. Now, I'm not saying go out there and gouge your client base <laughs> to find out who loves you the most because that's for Which one of you guys like me and which one right. are you now? Exactly. Okay. No, the success, those that have successfully raised the prices, they've... Uh, They've done so within yeah. fair market value. So they what they found is sometimes they're on the cheaper level mm-hmm. of, of com, com, their competitors, and uh, they're probably offering just as good of, or if not better, uh, service. And mm-hmm. so um, I just went down an alley there. That's not the true gist. The true gist of the the previously mentioned Kevin Kelly's one thousand true fans though is is not so much you know only raising your prices, but 
really developing, creating what we're going to call true fans, raving fans. Um, in, in his essay, he notes that all you need is a thousand, a thousand of these individuals. Now, some people mm. might think a thousand is, is a small number. So others might be like, holy cow, a thousand is uh, an unreachable number. But you'll read through this essay uh, that the, a thousand is, is a number. It's a benchmark that uh, you can equate lots around, but it's just uh, a benchmark number for the purpose of conversation. Yeah. A thousand individuals that, that will follow, follow you to the edges of the planet, right? Cool. Uh, they stand behind everything you have to say. Uh, they'll purchase the next product you write or product you create, the book that you write, a next mm-hmm. service that you come out with without question uh, because they believe so much in what you do and mm-hmm. the service that you provide cannot be matched. You are irreplaceable in their eyes. So, Justin, can you think of any individual or company that you are a true or a raving fan of? True or raving fan? Stay off of uh, a football topic because we don't we don't agree on that. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, let's go. Uh, okay, so I'm a huge barbecue nut. Um, I purchased a big green egg, which is a basically it's like a Komodo style smoker. Um, probably about four or five years ago. And pretty much anything that um, Big Green Egg puts out, I would say that I'm a raving fan of. And so are probably the 100 to 150,000 people that follow them on social media. <laughs> exactly. So their product, in your eyes, is superior than all others. Yep. No question. And you've you've bought into the fact that them, they as a company... That they, they have this identity with with in your eyes that 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 cannot be matched by anyone else, and therefore you follow them, you open their emails. I'm I'm, yep. I'm saying these in this very assumptively, but you open their emails, you follow their social media posts. If they came out with uh, an egg uh, car that was shaped with wheels and things on those lines, <laughs> that you would probably at least consider buying that thing, right? I'd go take a peek at it for sure. <laughs> exactly. And that, that that's a perfect example. You are quote unquote, one of their true fans. Yes. You no probably, question. do you own more than their egg product? The, the actual egg. Yeah. I own probably too much. Okay. You don't have to dive. <laughs> so I, into, own, uh, I own the egg. Okay. And then, um, there are what they call egg accessories. Nice. Um, so I own quite a few accessories. So yes, I mean, if they were to come out with, you know, some different uh new accessory, um, I would absolutely be interested in purchasing that. Fantastic. Perfect example of what a what a true fan is. And so what we're looking at doing, why build, you know, why do we want to build an audience in the first place? Because what they've done, the egg, is it is the company called the egg? I'm I'm not familiar with. So they are called. They're actually called Big Green Egg. Big Green Egg. Okay. Yep. So Big Green Egg has done a, such a fantastic job of creating a product, getting it into Justin's hands, and then continually engaging him with, I'm guessing, communications to let him know about the, what are they called? Extensions. Accessories. Accessories, excuse me. The yes. accessories 
um, that go with this that he's bought more and more from him because this isn't you know, what you bought there isn't something you're going to buy again for a while, right? The main unit itself, the um, I guess it depends on how crazy you are, um, how much of an egghead you actually are. <laughs> nice. you actually, is that what you're considered as an egghead? Yeah. So um, that's the the one. The, you know, once you join the the forum or any of their social media sites, you know, everybody calls each other eggheads. And I said from the very beginning, I said that, you know, I'm going to buy this smoker and I'm not going to consider myself an egghead. Um, however, like, you know, you meet people on here and everybody's sharing recipes and all that stuff. And, you know, am I an egghead? Yeah, I suppose. Perfect. It's, uh, you know, so they, it's they, they have a community that you're a part of. Yep. And in construction in that community, which which has no direct tie to revenue, they've 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 coined the term um accessories. They've coined the term well, I'm gonna say they coined it, but they're using the term and then eggheads um yeah. that you identify with, you're 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 buying into that community and therefore you're, you're it's it's a it's an awesome example this this folks is a perfect example more mm-hmm. so than i even expected to get out of this question so i'm uh I'm, I'm really liking this this is a true example of a true fan and and so um you think about some of the things in life that you purchase uh that we go about the some of the buying decisions my wife uh sh- she's a runner so she will only wear asics running shoes she yep. finds it to be it has the the best art art support I can't talk today, um, but also as far as the number of miles she feels can put out, she can put on those shoes comfort, uh, both training right. and during races and, uh, you know, her running partner, the, the, the other woman that she trains with and runs with is a Nike person. And so we identify, they identify themselves as those particular types, um, of, of consumers or, or, uh, so my, me, myself, there's some thunder in the background. I hear there, huh? <laughs> yeah um we've got a little storm going on in florida right now perfect so it's not always sunny in florida right it's not always sunny in florida guys it's always (laughs) sunny in philadelphia though that's what danny devito says um so uh, on my end i'm a golfer and i like my ping irons i i bought a set of pings about 10 years ago i will buy another set of pings why i just love them i just i just love them a lot and and i've always liked ping irons i it's something that i've now my purchase i don't have i'm not a ping head <laughs> yeah but you're committed to ping you're not going to go out like if if somebody comes out with you know a different set of irons or you you receive that information you're always going to go back to ping yes you're probably not going to you know go over to one of the competitors and, and choose to try their stuff out no no not at all but I, I i question though in this example if i'm a raving fan or just i prefer ping product right because right. i would i would consider you to be a raving fan sure a, a true fan of the big green egg where i think i'm just a fan i'm gonna talk about that here in a second but mm-hmm. um, I think there's some different levels here and how we grow through. And so I don't engage with Ping on a regular basis. I don't visit their Facebook page. I don't. Yeah. If someone asked me what type of clubs, if uh, what type of irons that uh, they should buy, uh, I would I would recommend Pings in a heartbeat. I would even say here, right. try hitting my irons. Um, whereas if I were to come up to you and say, Justin, I'm buying a new smoker. Mm-hmm. 
what should I do? You'd probably go along the routes of you'd be crazy not to get this. And here's all the reasons why. And hundred percent. Yeah. No question. Yep. <clears throat> sure. So there's a, some different levels of a fan. And so with what we just talked about here, having 1000 true fans, 1000 eggheads, that's what you want to shoot for. That's the reason why when you have that, you literally can, can you've created a, a community that's going to share information. Um, they're going to recommend you. They're going to be the best salespeople that you could ever imagine for your, your brand and the products and services you provide. And once you do that, that's, it's like having a, a word of mouth campaign on steroids. Yeah, no question. So let's touch in here. Cause the other question we get all the time is how big this audience needs to be. Now, we keep mentioning 1,000 true fans and uh, the, the size of the audience is important because we need to have enough fans to make an impact. But quality is definitely going to outweigh quantity all day, every day of the week, right? So you can right. go out, you can build a huge following on Twitter. Let's say after six months, you're getting started. After six months, you're able to build a following of, let's say, 25,000 followers, You've made it, right? You are 25 times the number of people we just talked about regarding Kevin Kelly's 1,000 true fans, right? No. Maybe. No. N- not likely. Why? Uh, we missed the mark here a little bit. They're not uh, a raving fans. Right. They're just following you, <coughs> they're right? They're fans. They just, they yeah. just, they just, they're followers. I mean, I, I wouldn't even consider them a fan at this point, right? So no, develop- because they probably wouldn't even recommend you. No, no. I, I mean, we see it all the time. I've I've looked at uh, a post that I uh, a tweet I put out there, and it's been retweeted. Let's say forty five times, and okay. I'm like, sweet. I wonder how many of these forty five had to be at least visited forty five times. If somebody retweeted it forty five times, and I'll look at my analytics and see that it's visited six times. I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> They People didn't even are look at it. Retweeting <laughs> shit they're not even reading. And it yeah, happens all the time. Yes. And so you're like, okay, is that good or bad? I mean, it's like they're redistributing my, they're helping me with my content outreach, but they themselves aren't even reading my stuff. They're even, so they're not even interested in what, what I'm saying. What, to what level? So yeah, you, you yeah. gotta you gotta really look at and find out and see who is a true fan. So developing a true fan isn't something that that's done overnight. Um, it's not like it'd be think about this. Would you ever walk up to a stranger on the street and say, hey there, I sell awesome stuff. I'm looking for true (laughs) fans. Can I sign you up? (laughs) By the way, as a true fan, you're going to have to love everything I say, everything I do, promote, even brag about me to your friends and family. And when I come out with something new, you have to buy it no matter what it costs and you have to love it instantly. You want to sign up right now with, with, with that? No, you would never. Of course not. No right. one would ever say yes to that, right? Right. In order to create a true fan, you have to begin building a relationship with them. And yeah. so it might come in the form of a small purchase or even them beginning to follow you on Twitter. Over time, they'll become bigger fans and eventually become a true fan. So like you said, when you first bought your egg, you're like, I am not going to be an egg. I'm not an egg head. In, but you eventually became one, right? Yeah. You know, I mean, and really, you know, it was just a matter of time before that happened. You know, you get more engaged and they send you more information and, you know, you, it's not really necessarily even a, 
a trust factor there or anything along those lines. It's just, you know, you're interested in their product. You're interested in what they have to share. You're interested in how they can make your experience different, how you can, how they can make it better. And, you know, eventually you decide that you're, you're now an naked. Nice. No, that's, it's, it's awesome. And, and, you know, like you said, it began somewhere and it continued on. So, yep. Um, just like the relationship we have with our best customers, it takes time to build that trust. It takes time right. to, to develop that relationship. So with that being said, you might have a huge audience by numbers, but not have that many true fans. Um, the quality of that audience is, is the key there. Building a quality audience is going uh-huh. to take that time and effort. So what you have to start with, you have to start with that following. You can't just go up to those people on the streets and creep the hell out of them by being yeah. so forward in that, right? And so whether it's that purchase or they're getting them to follow you on Twitter, that's the first step there. But the key is to continue to provide the value to the relationship. So you made mention they continue to send you things and communicate with you. And that kind of began the process of you becoming more and more of a fan, right? Correct. Right. And so they were continuously satisfying your needs. They knew that you bought this egg and that you were going to use it. And they obviously want you to... Um, use it as much as possible because that's going to uh, uh, promote your uh, your love for the the product itself, and then mm-hmm. you know uh, what recipes and, and different things like that. Um, talk, yeah. talk to us a little bit about some of the things that they began. Sending it was you. it was pretty cool. Um, so when I had signed up, I think I sent up for an email newsletter or something along those lines um, pretty early on after I purchased the egg. And what they did was every I think it was every two weeks you received a, a new recipe via email. So, um, you would go in and, you know, obviously this was just a way to get me engaged and involved in social media. You know, they're sending you out recipes. So once you send the rest, once they, once you receive the recipe, then you're going through and you're, you know, probably going to cook whatever that is. And then you're going to hop on Facebook or Twitter or whatever. And you are going to engage with other members of the community and say, Hey, you know, I just, you know, made this recipe. This is, you know, here's some pictures of it. This is how it turned out. You know, here's some modifications, some different stuff that I did with it, you know, and it gets you engaged. So they did their, they did an awesome job with that um, from my standpoint. And, you know, I mean, obviously once they come out with any new products that are going to help me with, you know, doing any type of cooking, then I'm interested in all ears. Perfect. Awesome. So let's, uh, Let's jump into uh, before you get struck by lightning. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's getting pretty crazy over <laughs> yeah, here. Yeah, that sounds great. That sounds pretty wicked, man. We haven't uh, had rain in about a month, so it's welcomed. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm, I'm sure. Uh, so let's let's jump into um, what some are tips. some tips? Yeah, some for tips? building a bigger audience. So I I think you know we we say this all the time, but uh, the first thing you start with is your buyer persona. This, this yeah. is the blueprint of the person that you want to become your true fan. So, uh, building an audience composed of, of your buyer persona or buyer personas, this is going to lead to creating an army of true fans much quicker than if you try concentrating on speaking to everyone. Um, right. people that you can connect with, you've identified, you can connect with how you connect with them and, and the content that you create is specifically for them. 
Yeah, your 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 fast track in in building your army of true fans is done much quicker when you've identified your buyer persona. So if you haven't yet, to go backwards, do that, and then start this process. Um, I think that outside of identifying who you're properly going to target, um, the main ingredient in this entire process is awesome content. Wouldn't you agree? Create awesome content. Absolutely. This is the quickest way to make an impact and create new followers that will eventually become new fans. Um, you know, it's just creating awesome content. No one ever shared <laughs> that shitty blog post that is basically the same as every other blog post that has been written. Nobody runs up to their buddy in absolute excitement and tells them about an article that they just read that they didn't finish because it had no clear direction and they forgot how they originally began reading it in the first place. Bottom line, create killer content. We have a episode one of early on, I think it was six or seven. I think it was actually episode seven on creating remarkable content. Next on the list, uh, build your platforms and make them awesome. If you don't have your platforms, your social media platforms, your email marketing platforms set up just yet, do it. Uh, which yep. platforms should you use? Focus on the ones that are most fitting to your buyer personas. If you're going to try covering all of them right out of the gates, it's going to be exhausting and tough to keep up with. Choose the top one or two platforms, maybe three if you're feeling ambitious, that you think you can dominate and go dominate them. <laughs> Um, <laughs> the storm is <laughs> the storm's getting crazy over here. Once you have those under wraps, venture out and then see what other platforms or places you can build an audience from and develop those true fans. Um, one of the uh, other items here to touch on, don't forget about the audience you already have. Um, these are people who already do business with you or have done business with you in the past. Your friends, your aunt Edna, they might not fit your buyer persona, but they likely might know people that will. So communicate with yeah. them. Ask them to share your messages with their audiences and specifically people they might think or find, they think it might find it interesting. So let's face it. This is your Aunt Edna. She loves you. She'll do it. Aunt Edna will do anything for you. For sure. Um, number five on tips to help build a bigger audience. Consistently share information with your audience. You have this killer information, this remarkable content you created, uh, and you have this audience that have said, I want to hear from you. Don't don't go silent on them. Being quiet is not an option. Not only are the things that you create important, but share things by other people, created by other people that you think they will value. Uh, share the things you create, blog posts, videos, infographics, ask questions that, that you think uh, that they're going to find some value in. Um, don't try to pitch or sell to them on every blog post. Um, I always think there's a couple different schools of thought out there, but you do want to come up with a, a, a mix or a ratio that uh, between the different types of, uh, of posts that you send out there. So uh, we'll include links to a couple of these, but one of them, uh, the 30, 60, 10 rule, this would mean uh, every 10 posts that you would put out uh, on any one specific platform, three of them should be content you create. Six of them should be curated content or content other people created. And only one should be promotional content asking them to buy something. 
another school of thought is the 80-20 rule, which we've all heard of, but uh, this is where 20% of the content should be about you and your brand. 80% of the content should be other interesting content that was created by someone else. Um, so two things here to note. One, establish a ratio and think about it. Two, and then stick with your baseline formula. But two, I think it's important to note that everything that you share doesn't have to be something you've created. And, and there's, yeah. you want to share that of others. And, and that's going to help your content be shared by other people as well. So you, you really just want to bring value that, that you are a thought leader in your industry that you uh, have researched, read, and you share with, uh, not only the things you create, but what you read from others that you find interesting and you want to pass along to your yeah. audience. So um, next on the the list here, engage with your audience. Ask them questions. Um, post polls and ask them what they prefer best. Uh, answer their questions. So if, if don't ignore a response and, and try to open, you know, leave some of these questions open-ended. Uh, it, you know, what would you think? Or give me some examples of the uh, best uses you've had for my product uh in yeah. your instance with the egg just would be uh there were some, what are some of the best recipes that you've ever cooked using the big green egg um yeah definitely i mean that that works that works great because it gets a ton of engagement people are you know they, they've got over a hundred thousand people on there so i mean you can just imagine that you know if somebody's talking about something that you know maybe they've tried or they've they've tried it and they they haven't liked it then you know you're getting all kinds of engagement there it's great all right folks uh just noted a little technical difficulty justin was cut out i think he lost power during this uh, electrical storm that uh, some of you might have heard through there through the recording so i'm going to continue the remainder of this podcast um, without them just to, to wrap things up for you. Um, number seven. So we're in the middle of the uh, tips for building a bigger audience. Number seven, always provide easy ways for your content to be shared on the social media platforms. You've seen this lots of times. Blog posts have uh, share buttons, and I would suggest having those share buttons present as much as possible throughout all the content of your website. It just makes it much easier for a single click. Somebody's reading something. Because, uh, you know what, we hope that people come to our content, uh, the fans, when they're coming to our website. We want to make it easy for them to be able to share that with their audience as well. So uh, use those share buttons. Uh, makes it super simple to allow your uh, fans to to share with their, their platforms as well. Um, make it real easy for everyone to connect with you by displaying your your social media URLs, handles, usernames, everywhere you can. Uh, Cross-promote on other platforms, include them in your email signature. Uh, so that way, I mean, I, I think an email as a signature uh, is one of the most valuable components of real estate that is so underutilized. And so even if it's just in your signature, throw in your Twitter handle, throw in a link to your Facebook fan page uh, or, your, or your Facebook company page, and just give people the opportunity to know where they can connect with you and learn more about what you have going on. Um, gather email addresses on your website. Uh, we touched on this uh, in a previous episode as well. The email address is gold. When you've given, when you've received their email address, you are one step closer to having a true fan. Uh, this cuts out all the noise on the social media platforms, and now you have direct access to the uh, less noisy inbox. 
sure, you're still gonna have to deal with the spam filters and other emails in there. But in the end, that trust you have to get to the point where they'll provide you with an email address is a clear sign that they are becoming more and more of a true fan. And so make it easy to get to gather email addresses and capture that information on your website uh, through landing pages um, or, or if you want to have some pop-ups of sorts on uh, certain pages of your website. Next, you want to continue building, communicating, answering questions, finding valuable content to share, creating marketable content to share. Uh, all these things should be done each and every day. There's no end game here. There's not a point in time where you're going to quit this process. You're going to either choose to continue to grow your audience or sustain your current audience. But if you let off the gas, you're going to lose that audience. So you have to, to show up every day. This is a long play. Uh, it's not a, it's not a short term, uh, process, uh, that's going to yield immediate results, but uh, if you do focus on quality over quantity, if you do show up every day with value and you share as much knowledge, success, information, guidance as you can, um, you're going to bear fruit on this process on this, this for a long time. In this instance here, the juice is definitely worth the squeeze. Um, but I figured I'd throw that out there just so everyone knows that immediate results won't happen. It will take time to convert, to build these followers into true fans. Um, that pretty much wraps it up for this episode. My apologies for the technical problems where we lost my co-host, Justin. Um, we hope today's conversation about building an audience will help you in building yours. Be sure to check out our show notes at neongoldfish.com forward slash podcast. We'll include some links to some of the episodes we referenced in our conversation along with the uh, essay by Kevin Kelly, that 1,000 true fans. Until next time, this is Justin and Ken with Neon Noise. Make it a great day. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Neon Noise podcast. Did you enjoy the podcast? If so, please subscribe, share with a friend, or write a review. We want to cover the topics you want to hear. If you have an idea for a topic you'd like Justin and Ken to cover, connect with us on Twitter at Neon Goldfish or through our website at neongoldfish.com.